I did notice that at the end, the Stardust Crusaders like walk off into the desert and they don't have like food or anything with them. They got a dune buggy. They're fine. They don't even have socks. Oh, well, they eventually, I guess they did eventually make it to a town. So it's fine. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. They're going to find a dog. It'll be fine. Think about how many muscles they have that their bodies can like eat before they starve to death. Yeah. And also, apparently, they have an amazing healing factor because yeah. Polnareff goes <laughs> All right. from being half chewed to death <laughs> in Literally the last in five episode. minutes. He comes out of that fight. Yeah. And he's he like, steps into the submarine. They're like, wow, the submarine's really big on the inside. And, and he's healed. That yeah. asshole is fine. <laughs> he is. It is completely nonsensical. Yeah. So, it's like he doesn't even have like a Band-Aid on him. No, he's okay. And he's people totally get okay. injured in this show and have like scars like Avdal, for example. Avdal had to spend two weeks in a hospital in India because he got a knife wound in the back and a bullet. And he has like scar a, scar a scar on his forehead. Yep. Polnareff had like great giant chunks <laughs> of his flesh torn out. And eaten on yeah, screen. consumed. <laughs> and apparently that's nothing. What is he? <laughs> Maybe Polnareff is a pillar man. Oh, shit. Maybe Polnareff is yeast. <laughs> okay. So maybe they're drinking him. Yeah. Maybe that's where they're, yeah, that's where they're getting food. They're making bread out of Polnareff. This is horrifying. <laughs> like, like the Jews did in Egypt. Yeah. Making matzah. So do uh, the, the Stardust, Stardust Crusaders, Crusaders in Egypt. Matzah out of Polnareff's flesh <laughs> because he's yeast. Oh, wait, no, that's the opposite. Because they didn't There's have no, yeast. Yeah. So they yeah. so Stardust Crusaders could actually have full bread. If only the Jews wandering Egypt had had Polnareff with them. Yeah, Pillar or Man. Any are Pillar, a, Man. Pillar Man are a new world crop, I think. So yeah, Pillar Man have been around for a long that's time. That's true, they have. Yeah. Yeah. They've been around for as long as the Jews. But yeah, I think I could I could buy Pillar Man Polnareff. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's know? descended from Pillar Man and, and Polnareff is actually like a corruption of yeah, he's like, Pillar no. Man. He's like half like, Pillar Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a 16th Pillar Man. Right. <laughs> so, like, just enough to be yeasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just a little yeasty. <laughs> and that's why he's healing so fast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fact checked. Fact checked. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe that's what's in his bag. Like his extra yeast, or like brewing equipment. Like, <laughs> like he even makes like kombucha. Out, dirty out, bag. Out of that's yeah. That's yeah. his. That's his little scoby. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Why have to... I had to hear that word more than one time on this cursed podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and it's that's to stay in the dark and everything. So that's why it's always covered up. That's true. That's I mean, he doesn't ever change clothes. <laughs> So other than toilet paper and air freshener, I can't imagine what else would be inside there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why he's got toilet anxiety, because he's older than toilets. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, and maybe also, like, he doesn't, maybe he, no, but we know that he poops, because he says he poops. Mm, yeah. And I don't, well, he's only 116th Pillar Man. Yeah, so, I don't think yeah. Pillar Man poop. In fact, I feel like there was a diagram that told me that they don't poop. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they don't have to fuck, so... But they can if they want to. And yeah, they, and, they, and they definitely and they do. do all the time. Yeah. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Courtney Stanton, and I'm Elizabeth Simmons. Today's episode is going to be about both TV episodes of The High Priestess. So if you haven't watched both Part One and Part Two, go ahead and watch them. So that's episodes 23 and 24 of the first. 
the, the last of Stardust Crusaders. The last two episodes of, of the, the first, first chunk. S- chunk season thing. We're right. not calling them seasons, but it's a season. It's season the, three. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? No. Yeah, it's, it's yes. It's No, it's season, no, it's season two. two in we're the, calling it season three. It, we're calling it season three. But we're, because also, we're also calling next, next season, season, season season three as well. Diamond is Unbreakable will be season four. Right. Yeah. Which and is then, true. Right. However. We're out of sync right now. Yeah. Right. Even though we're correct. Yes. Yes. Objectively, as always. Yeah. Well, that's true. But especially <laughs> in this case. <laughs> but yeah, you need to have watched both episodes unless you don't mind spoilers, in which case, all right. And good frankly, on you. like it matters with these episodes. Yeah. For <laughs> s- seriously. <laughs> this arc opens with some red sea facts love tourism it's a very beautiful sea and there's red desert on both sides of it so there you go i'm not so sure about the thing where like there's no pollution pouring into it or at least in 2018 i'm not so sure about it anymore Yeah. yeah i enjoy where it's like objectively this is a true fact it is the most beautiful (laughs) <laughs> coral reef ever a rocky hath okay. spoken yeah <laughs> therefore like all all uh scuba divers agree on this it's like do they yeah i feel like i've heard things about the great barrier reef but well it's dead now so <laughs> but maybe in the 80s there yeah, was exactly. some debate but now definitely the red sea is probably more beautiful than the great barrier reef because the great barrier reef is dead I'm just depressed myself. Anyway. Yeah. Let's go bleach the Red Sea. <laughs> just for, so for parody. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. That's definitely the right response to that. That's uh-huh. going to be our first Patreon goal. Yeah. <laughs> Help us ruin the earth. <laughs> okay. So last time we were talking when the when the submarine showed up, we were debating how the inside of the submarine would right. look. Well, you were concerned because you, unlike me, are aware of the fact that submarines are like really short. Yeah, they're for they're for the this for not me. They're for not tall people. They're like for me. small. They're for smaller people. They're for, they're for yeah. you. Yeah, submarines are me sized vessels. Yes, but not this one. Right. No, this is a rich person's submarine. This uh, thing, as, as though that's a as you may know, thing. all rich people are very very tall and <laughs> wide and muscular <laughs> and thing, need big submarines. I this is like. It's like a hotel lobby in there. It's huge. I mean, I, we've all seen luxury submarines in literally every single science fiction franchise. I guess that's true. I just, I don't know. Or like at least underwater, like. Yeah, I know. Whatever. It's like, welcome to my underwater. Lair. Something, something. Whatever. Yeah. I guess yeah. I just, I in my way. head, I was. <laughs> I don't know Yo, why. Whatever you're about to say, I'm already like full <laughs> of questions. I was expecting this to be more realistic. <laughs> An ex- extremely realistic <laughs> okay. depiction of a submarine. Well. I have no idea why. But uh, <laughs> All right. So we know that where, shows me, where yeah. your bar is for Iraqi's realism. It's I'm adorable. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but no, this is this is a, this is a stupid ass vehicle. Uh, it's, it's great. It's not real. Yeah, this is not how real it's vehicles. A, it's are. a yellow submarine. So yeah, you know. yeah. What was what was I thinking? But yeah, of course, Joseph is not allowed to drive it. Right, because they have wildly inconsistent uh, rules for whether or not Joseph is allowed to drive things. Yeah, right. Cessna was... check. Yes, boat. The boat to get to the island where Abdal's quote unquote dad slash Abdal himself live. Right. So why would they let him drive that? Uh, right. So that was apparently permissible. And then when it comes to the submarine, he's not allowed to drive it. And they specifically are talking about how he's not allowed to drive it because he's bad at driving things. But he just drove. Yeah. And like, the boat. honestly, 
This is like where I start to think that Araki just does not give a shit about this arc. (laughs) I know that there's like a ton of it left, though I am interested to know like how far into the manga this is. He's like he's like sketching Rohan in the margins (laughs) while he's writing this arc. Right? Yeah. Well, Well, it feels like it feels like part part six where like he did a reboot at the end of it because and like the last and like that arc is just a fucking mess um and eventually you can tell that he was just like i don't care anymore please let me die <laughs> let me do something else i hate this yeah like, def- why did why did my editors say yes to rainbow snails like <laughs> i was trying to get fired but they just said go for it no he did get fired though that's true he did yeah <laughs> Understandably, I would have fired him too. I love you, Araki. If you ever hear this, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, it's, but it, it's definitely like one of the things where clearly there are certain details that do not hold his own attention. Yeah, and uh, Joseph Joestar's ability to pilot things is not. It's one like of a funny details. gag sometimes, but other times he just is. It's like whatever they need to get from A to B, and so oops, this time Joseph's driving. It's like, right. but yeah. but Polnareff is your designated driver for dude, some reason, dude. Yeah. yeah, he's the only one who knows how to drive. Although, although, yeah, we do finally get to see the answer to our own internal question of who would have been the driver if if Avdal was around, and the answer is both of them fighting. Yeah, they they fight over the ability to over who gets to drive. So, which makes sense. And then, of course, the actual interesting part of this episode, which is like, yes. oh, it's time to lie to my wife a clock. Yeah. So, Joseph, <laughs> so apparently there's a telephone uh, in the submarine, a, a satellite telephone, which, Darius, you can debunk in a minute. And apparently, I guess Joseph hasn't seen a phone the entire time that they've been traveling because he's mm-hmm. like, phone, you say? Looks like it's time to lie to my wife. I love how he, he like... <laughs> It's like, okay, everyone just be real quiet. Just, yeah. Sh- just settle down. Just this I just need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> He's such a piece of shit. He is a bad husband. He's a very bad husband. And like I get that his life sucks. Like he, he Clearly. lost his his one true love. Yes. And ended up marrying a woman who like let his entire family think he was dead. He literally <laughs> went to his own funeral. <laughs> <laughs> like yes a lot of things have happened to joseph but to be fair to Susie, i guess joseph is a terrible fucking husband yeah i don't like that's like, he thing. doesn't like her and or want to be around her he never did and so this does answer i know we spent a lot of time earlier in this arc being like what the fuck is going on with him and Susie? Right. and so we do have some answers now to that which is that she just thinks he's gone on business right like that he went to japan and then went away on business just mm-hmm. indefinitely. And that's and, just how it is. And yeah, and that's the thing is like later when Jotaro gets on the phone and then she's talking to her manservant that yeah. apparently she has. Her body, her body man. Yeah. Live in butler. Yeah, he's know. definitely like a he's a he's a speed wagon provided butler. Yeah. He I mean, he's a show he's a chaperone. Yeah. He's, honestly He's her handler. Yeah, he he is her handler. Paid companion. Yeah. There's a lot of terms we could come up with for, for this guy. Uh I don't think they have sex. Professional no. friend yeah. is really what yeah. I think I'm going for here. Yeah. yeah. Is that uh it's just like, oh yeah, it's just been this way for a lot of years. These Joe Star men. Yeah. I mean he's like an executive assistant, basically. Yeah, yeah. but who also like has slash personal assistant. Yeah. Like he just does what needs to get yeah, done. Yeah. So yeah, just very involved 
in their lives. Including yeah. feel all the emotions that a regular person would for the situation. Though. Yeah, exactly. Right. Where just, Susie's uh, just like, which I, it's fine. Which I guess is following in the footsteps of the founder of the Speedwagon Foundation. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. It's true. Maybe that's how he got hired. Yeah. They like showed him video of some stuff that a Joe star had done and he like started crying. Yeah. Like, You're perfect. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you start, like, can you start tomorrow? Maybe all high level Speedwagon Foundation employees have to do massive amounts of emotional labor. Yeah. That's like their main job description. Yeah. There's like qualifications. You're, you're going to need to do a lot of feelings and handle a lot of feelings yeah. and also have opinions on dresses. And also like narrate to an unseen viewer. Right. Sometimes <laughs> explain things. And also maybe be called upon to know a lot of things about various locales around the world. Right. Yeah. So I have a problem with oh, the phone. With the phone <laughs> yes, on please. this submarine. Okay. So the way submarine communication works is you can't actually like transmit a signal from you can transmit certain kinds of signals that penetrate about 20 meters of water but they were down like 50 meters yeah, 40 50 or 60. 40 yeah, yeah. 40 right, or sure. 50 or whatever 60. way <laughs> way 60. more than 20 yeah um, a bunch a bunch of meters so they can't just transmit signals uh usually the way that a submarine transmits signals is you have a signal boat somewhere within range so the submarine uses like sound waves to communicate with the signal boat and then the signal boat has the satellite uplink and then that goes to the just kind of like a cell tower for your cell phone right like your 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 phone had to talk to the tower right. first before it talks to the uh the satellite right so the sub would have a traveling tower on the boat yes yeah es essentially yes so... uh, but that's but that's like a military thing. Maybe this rich thing has some military stuff on it too, but also like they don't have a communications right. boat following them around. So maybe that's, that they spoke of. Maybe yeah, there's I one guess, like a Speedwagon Foundation, like or maybe like um, I mean they do. Okay, so they say it's a satellite phone. Right. Is that what a normal submarine phone would be referred to as? Mm, probably not. I mean, I mean, it could be traveling through satellite. The point is, though, that seems the, like the work the of an thing, enemy stand. The th yeah, mm. I was gonna say, is the satellite Hermit Purple? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. Maybe there, maybe Hermit Purple is is connecting to undersea cables, telecom which, cables, yeah, telecom cables. Which I could actually buy that. I think, maybe but like, when are... was that buried? <laughs> <laughs> no, those were buried in like, like the like by the eighties. They would have been there. Okay, yeah. but like also. Has Joseph really like not seen a phone this whole time? Like that's that's where he's just like, okay, now it's finally. I mean, he's time. just putting it off. That's all. Yeah, and, and now that there's a phone staring him in the face, yes. he's alone he's underwater with trapped. A phone. Yeah, he's trapped in a room. And he can't do anything else. Imprisoned yeah. with a phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Truly, that's the actual finally, like, time enemy. To, of time this to call episode. the old ball and chain. Yes. So when we're on this call with Susie, we do get to see that she's going to a charity ball. Hosted by one Smokey Brown. Who has Yay, made the back. entirely common uh, lateral move from mayor of a city in Georgia to mayor of New York City. Because it's that's not common. I know. It was done once by Smokey Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's so remarkable, among other reasons. I mean, can you imagine like some bureaucrats trying to push him around and he's like, look, I stared cars in the eye yeah. like, and lived and lived. You yeah. Can, yeah you like know. what What else do you even have to like? I mean, I'm sure that he actually has like a good platform, but like theoretically <laughs> he could just be up there and be like, 
I was an accessory to fighting God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure like having access to the like donor network. The coffers. Of, of Robert E.O. Speedwagon. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and real estate magnate Joseph Joestar probably didn't hurt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure he has like the best. I mean, his campaign finances are. Oh well, and there's locked up. Well, yeah. and I'm sure it's the Speedwagon Foundation, so you know there's like dead people voting for him. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like especially because like Joseph obviously is, is has like maintained residency in New York, and I mean we saw Susie's apartment. Yeah, that is a. Nice apartment. Her her apartment reminds me of Rio's apartment, like penthouse apartment from Devil Man Crybaby. Yeah. yeah. You saw that. She's it's like got beautiful. stairs and shit in yeah. New York City. And like the big like uh picture window wall. Yeah. I mean in Manhattan yeah. specifically. Yeah. yeah. In the Although 80s. it is it is in the eighties, so you know what well, Manhattan in the eighties, I guess. Yeah. yeah that's, no, that's before yeah, the that's, bubble. Right. Like that like before that thing popped. Like that's yeah, I... pretty sick. Um, yeah, uh, who knows just, if Joseph has ever lived there with her? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the yeah, whole, no. that whole scene in my head, like, the dynasty music was playing. I was just like, man. No, she's living in the lap of luxury. Yeah. She is a society lady. That's a pretty good move up from being, like, a maid to a, a weird lady. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, on an island in Italy. A martial arts master. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like it's a it's a weird life, but yeah. she's doing okay. Yeah, good old Susie Quattro. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little surprised that she does not in turn have like a weird ditzy maid of her own. Well, that's Rosas. I <laughs> know that's what I mean. <laughs> well, she's her own ditzy maid, apparently. I guess. Yeah. yeah, apparently, like her Serving inability to yeah. to choose dresses is like a personality trait. Right, she can never pick clothes. Right. So yeah. I guess that's just how I she like how Rosas throws her off. Uh, Joseph's trail by adding a third dress. Yeah, <laughs> have you thought dress. about the blue one? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then we have Courtney. You brought up the denial, right? The uh... oh my god, that family. Uh, what yeah. the fuck? It's like, <laughs> do you think maybe we should tell this woman that her daughter is clearly dying? No. No. Can the daughter herself admit that she is dying? No. Should we acknowledge this whole situation? No, it'll be fine. No. It, and and when it's resolved, she'll just go back to doing what she was doing before. Yeah. It'll be cool. It's, yeah. Rub with, some dirt on it and walk with it her <laughs> With her saxophone player husband. <laughs> right. Who, BTW, <laughs> where? Well, where is he? I he's assume he's, he's taking a 50-day trip around the world with his <laughs> teenage <laughs> adventures. Right? Like... Like, what the hell? Right, like, he's on tour and nobody has informed him that his wife is, like, dying at home. I mean, he's probably also gay and ran away from home. That's that's the only kind of man that Araki knows how to write. I mean, his his wife probably just told him what she told her her mom, which is, I have have a cold. I have a cold. It's fine. No need to worry. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody was courteous enough to beam the image of... Uh, super sexy pinup naked Holly yeah. covered in thorns. Uh, <laughs> nothing sexier than a woman on the brink of death. <sighs> Little nip slip yeah, in there. Yeah, like half yeah. her nipple coyly revealed by one of the the thorns. Branches. Her stand. Nothing. Nothing hotter than like a sweaty near death lady than a mom who's just about to suffer and die. So, can we talk about? Avdol's like this stand suggests the high priestess. Yeah, which what? You know, <laughs> chompy face shifter mineral. Yeah, when I think about mineral. priestesses, 
Also, I think about like an amorphous blob <laughs> that turns into blob. a cup. Yes, <laughs> with a very loose definition of what mineral is, including yeah. including vinyl or plastic. Yeah, absolutely. I guess it's mineral in the animal vegetable mineral sense. <laughs> Anything inanimate. I I hate it. <laughs> well, it's also just strength all over again. They're on a boat, and pieces of the boat are attacking them. Yeah, it's... like that's. I mean, again, Araki was really losing steam. I, I I wonder like what else was going on in his life when he was writing this, and he was just like, I don't have I don't have time. I don't have time to deal with this. I don't know. A boat. Things. I assume everything that happens in this is just thinly veiled autobiographical stuff. Like he was <laughs> he was on a submarine and like slipped and fell and hit his head on like a gauge. And he was like yeah. It attacked me. That's yeah, that attacked me. That's a stand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to superimpose that on like everything. Yeah. Uh, I do really like Polnareff yelling, every vehicle we ride in gets destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's again Polnareff like yeah. turning to the camera. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's like, again, in the box art where the pull quote from Kakuin is going to be, I could have sworn I saw a dead dog. <laughs> um, I think Polnareff's pull quote is, is every vehicle we ride in gets destroyed. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's his takeaway. Or it's the tongue again. Yeah. That's the other one that he yells that I really like. Um, Polnareff and tongues. That tongue fight, man. Polnareff and tongues and toilet. It only would have been better. Why didn't she turn into a toilet? <laughs> like a latrine. Because Araki was sleeping on the job. Yeah. yeah. It really would have been better. But yeah, Polnareff getting like taken out sideways by a, a giant tongue. Can is... you imagine, though, if he sat down on a toilet and the toilet like chomped him? You know that recent, <laughs> like from this week, drill tweet that's like, if I could, I would throw the toilet like out the window and smash it into a million porcelain pieces, but yep. I need it. <laughs> that's yeah, that's Polnareff. that's Polnareff. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so she like turns into a coffee mug and she turns into a, a spear gun. Why? It's nautical themed. Just like a, just like just like a coffee cup. <laughs> Obviously. Mad, she's like, might as well fit the theme. She right. can just turn into a knife. Yeah, exactly. Just turn into <laughs> knives or a buzzsaw. I mean, or eventually something, she right? turns into a razor blade. Right. This honestly reminds me of old like Green Lantern comics. Oh yeah. Where it's like whoever had the ring, right. like however creative they Whatever were. Whatever shitty imagination they had was what you they, know, they yeah. could use it for and just like I wish someone better had this high priestess <laughs> power. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, really? You she can o- should have made the whole floor spikes. Seriously. But it's, I don't know. And then it's like, oh, it's pr- also proximity. So it's like, oh, we got closer to her. So now she's the entire seabed. Right. Right. Which. Okay. Chompy chomp. But then inside it's a human mouth, but real right. big. Where's the, like, what mineral is tongue? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, wouldn't it be like barnacles and and like it's only when she's in camouflage mode that she's in like rock form then it just becomes her stand so they're just inside her stand stand is just a giant mouth well i mean it can be it can be whatever shape she wants so just like polnareff uh and kakuin were able to like shrink their stands like i think she was able to make hers big because it was she was close to it so it does answer the question of whether they can be like <laughs> can giant make, can be giant. So why don't they? Yeah, why don't they just have <laughs> like kaiju stands yeah. like going around? That would and, be fun. Yeah. Because that would make it too oh, easy. Maybe 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 they do that. Maybe their stands are canonically tiny and they're inflating Whoa. them to an enormous size all the time. Mind blown. <laughs> Polnareff does his hand motion language. Oh yeah. They're, oh, right. Polnareff and Kakuin have their handshake. Yes, the yes. Polnareff and Kakuin secret handshake of legend. And then Joseph says, like, in some of the best 
comic timing in all of Stardust Crusaders. He's like, we're under attack and could die at any time. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? That makes it, it's like a it's like a seven second yeah. long secret handshake yeah. between the two of them. It's so great. That's again one of those things where it's like I like Araki showing us the result of conversations that have already happened. So right. yeah. um which is again I'm like, well if Polnareff and Kakiwing's uh, thing is like legit and valid then I have to believe that all of those other moments between Kakuin and Jotaro that are super gay are also legit and valid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, well, and what's the thing that Polnareff says when like that this, that, that Kakuin guesses? Oh, your kind of, underwear is showing. Your yeah. underwear is showing, like, right. Is yeah. that actually some kind of so. real... No. Yeah, so like then I wonder if Araki like has language. a whole language that he like created and actually made it make sense, or if he just had oh like Kaku- Tolkien and Elvish, yeah. 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 <laughs> but for yeah. but just for Polnareff and Kakuin, yeah. yeah. I think they clearly have just some sort of weird like bullshitty inside joke yeah. thing that's like obviously Polnareff was like, I'm gonna teach you this like scam. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm a a secret language truther. I think yeah. there's a whole language out there, like <laughs> I a do, real language with grammar. I do like when Jotaro like confronts the stand and is like, "I Jotaro Kujo will be your undoing." Like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Hold on, I can't leave this room yet. I have to stare at this creepy face some more." Yeah, and I'm like, too angry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so mad at at uh, at at the high priestess. Yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like right on the line between like really silly and stupid and like very sincere. So which is... shonen. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. like one of the things I really like about the show where I'm just like, he's he takes himself so seriously all the time and I relate. Um, and I really like that about it. <laughs> we get a couple of really good younger Jotaro pictures because we see we're in Suzy Q's house and she keeps like thinking family back. photos yeah and like stuff. family photos and like one of them is like little baby Jotaro like when he's I don't know nine uh, and another one is him it's clearly like a first day of school like freshman year of high school <laughs> yeah you get to see what that uniform looked like before he worked it over and punked it up and stuff <laughs> and he's just so innocent and fresh faced and adorable he and re- it kills he me he reminds me so much of Kanji from Persona 4 this uh, repressed gay street punk who really likes to sew in his spare time. <laughs> it's <Like> so this. <laughs> good. <laughs> so, you know, we end up in her mouth. Oh, right. Polnareff feeding Jotaro pickup lines for women <laughs> yes. is definitely one of those weird contrived situations that I do appreciate Araki creating. It's a, it's <laughs> funny. It's good. Um, Mostly for Jotaro and his complete unwillingness to participate. Yeah, do in I it. have to say he does that? Not, like, he mm. just, yeah, he does not like girls. No. He's like, ew. <laughs> I, it's not even that it's because it's no, the stand user. It's just that he doesn't oh, yeah. want to like do it. Yeah. Uh, everyone else like playing along with it and how much better they are. Yeah, I do. I, I actually like it more when yeah. the rest of them start to like, like do that. And I also love it. They all have like, really good like Avdol says the thing that you would expect Avdol to say and Joseph says what you'd think he would say like I don't know I just really it was all those are like those are very in character moments where they actually do have different personalities and like they really come through like that's that's like a that's like a shining moment for them yeah and uh, I really wish it wasn't a weird 
uh, anomaly. Yeah. Well, not only an anomaly, but like this weird, I don't know. I feel very this bad context. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it is very, it, yeah. It is very much like, oh, she's a stupid woman. So, you know, you just, yeah. you just flatter her and she'll, yeah. you know, but also it doesn't work. That's what, that's what redeems it for me is that she's actually smarter than that. And is like, you guys don't mean that. Yeah. So. I guess it's like, I would feel different about it if we had any literally uh, other. <laughs> A single, yeah. Like, how many women characters, like other right. than Enya? Enya I mean, is the only one. Well, we have who, Enya. She yeah. is definitely one where, like, we still don't have any female characters who like have anything beyond their sexuality. Like, yeah, as I mean, a- Anne. I was like, who the fuck is Anne? I'm, <laughs> playing, I'm playing Persona Five right now, and I'm like. Anne, <laughs> but um, yeah, but like it's it's like adult women who are just like competent and get lines and get to also like, Anne like does revolve around the fact that she has a crush on Jotaro. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So like it's tough. Yeah, and I don't think the only saving grace of Iraqi's girls in parts four and five are that like some of them are lesbians <laughs> or like part, and seven and seven, but like because they, it still revolves around like their sexuality, but right. like. Well, some of them, I mean, right. I mean, like, Yukako gets to be a bad bitch, which is, like, cool. Yeah, and what's her fate? But it is still, like, all about. Yeah, it's still all about her, her, yeah, her infatuation. And then Cinderella Lady is. She's literally Cinderella Lady. You don't even remember her name. That's how how great she is. Ayako. It's something like Aya, yeah. Yeah, um, but she is a giant lesbian. (laughs) But, like, obviously, like, still, every, like, it still revolves around her sexuality, but not directed at men. And then there's what's her face, Scarlet Valentine. Yeah, still revolves around her sexuality. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. No. It's just not great. Like that's the thing. It's like and oh, I'm there's not- the there's the pre dead girl in part oh, yeah. four. Oh yeah. So you know she's been fridged already. Yeah. So I love the like distant aura, 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 yeah. like just like <laughs> like an approaching train. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's so good. Yeah. Um. So I do. I do like how Jotaro solves this one, and also I do like that they end the half season with another kind of start platinum power up, where they're basically like, "Oh, he was able to like smash through diamond. Like this is this is pretty impressive." Yes, he's a growing boy. Also, um. <laughs> also, he is like so fast at grabbing the face at that one point as well like again i just i don't want to go into it too much but i think it's just like foreshadowing of like this is not a spoiler for a shonen anime the main character powers up more and more and more and more over time <laughs> yeah, yeah. He... surprise <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah he is not a his powers are not static yeah that generally is the case i like that we finally have dio again yeah at the end yes he's like he like holds his joe star yep. uh birthmark and like talks to jonathan it's pretty great yeah yeah um i Love him. I had missed him. They're murdering all the Speedwagon Foundation employees. Yeah, who I guess had been casing. We see a, around. So we Egypt. see some. We see some. Uh, a Speedwagon Egypt apparently. We see a Speedwagon Foundation employee like spying on a bunch of mysterious cloaked figures. Uh, if you if you've seen it already, these are the stand users from the next part. Like there's, if you look at their sizes and heights and stuff, like it all matches up. So that's like a little foreshadowing of those are the, those are the major arcana, you know, uh, the ones that are, it sort of shifts next half season into Egyptian gods over tarot actually, which is okay. Great. But um, definitely super not racist. 
definitely okay and not a problem at all. So the Speedwagon Foundation employee is like spying on the stand users and then uh, he just turns around and his head's lopped off. Yeah. Like immediately. And it's so censored that you actually like can't have no idea what's happening. Yeah. It's, it's just all black blobs. Uh, and we did... Uh, at least as of the time we're recording this, uh, the, that episode is free to view on the Adult Swim website, which is uncensored, and uh, and it's pretty bloody. It's yeah. not like horrifying. There's a lot of blood. But it's just a lot of blood. It's, yeah, and then it's, there's a part like the only part that's like seems that's really disturbing is that part like right after. Yeah, where the bo- where the bodies start to stack. Yeah. And there's like yeah, but it's, it's mostly it's mostly like a Monty Python type. Like yeah, like rolling, <laughs> rolling heads like and spurting Kill Bill, arteries. Like, yeah, just Kill tons Bill. and t- gallons right. and gallons of, of fake blood. <laughs> real blood. This is a cartoon. <laughs> so Everything that happens even, in a cartoon that makes is it real. even more fake because <laughs> yeah. it's not even. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about the the sound effects opening. Oh yeah. Oh we yeah. Get, we get our our final of this opening, which we have been with now for however many. Yeah. Episodes. So just like with uh, with uh, Phantom Blood and with Battle Tendency, the the since this season, like TV season, right. is wrapping up, um, and it's the last we see of this particular opening credits, we get the sound effects version of it, and it's it's pretty it's, loud. It's loud, but it's other than other than it being loud, it's not particularly interesting. interesting. But I did feel like I personally was being aura auraed by my TV. Yes. Yeah, immersive experience. Yeah. So then I guess Suzy Q finds some closure somehow about the situation. <laughs> yeah. Like very contrived and doesn't make any sense yeah yeah she's like well this is just how it is it's fine but i totally but like she kind of knows what's happening now but like well yeah, you get the sense that she knows what's happening with dio in the same sense that she knows what's happening with joseph's sexuality <laughs> yes that is extremely yeah. correct like if someone told her it she wouldn't be surprised but if they asked her exactly what was going on she probably couldn't say it yeah poor CCQ. i nailed that one i feel so bad for her yeah Except, except, except that she's. We know she's horrible. Yeah, I mean, I mostly feel bad for like her as a like as a fictional character. Right. Like, yeah, I feel bad for the idea of Susie Q. That's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> like, like because it's just she's such a poorly written. Uh, it's a shitty situation. Yeah, and Araki like didn't really give them. I don't know the possibility of happiness oh yeah we get egypt facts egypt is 97 percent desert mm-hmm. um and it has the nile in it mm-hmm. and there's a lot of cultures that have blended there over time yes and then it's got some sort of you know dangers in store for jotaro and his friends yeah, they'll be fine yeah Polnareff yeah. <laughs> will be fine and then sure. apparently they've got some sort of coffee gum vendor on hand <laughs> <laughs> that's to come and there's Deep something lore. sinister under a blanket something yeah. very sinister yep something uh, cursed deeply yes. deeply cursed uh, i thought you came around on him i came around on our need for him as a society but like we need lots of evil things as a society <laughs> <laughs> and like Iggy's a cop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but yeah that's everything (laughs) but yeah so that's it that's the this is and we get our last ever uh, walk like an Egyptian outro finally we're finished with Stardust Crusaders forever (laughs) next week Diamond is Unbreakable episode (laughs) one (laughs) I hate to break it to you there's 24 more episodes no (laughs) but a lot of them a lot of them have Dio 
Yeah. Okay. So. Also, a lot of them are actually really good. Yeah, yeah. We've, like, we've got a lot of good yeah, stuff in store. Like, I think the, the first maybe six duds, or seven but... are like a little rough, but once we get into like the last half of yeah. this second part, it's like real and good. And there's some, yeah, there's some episodes that are like good as hell. Well, that's it. So we're halfway through. Yeah, so this season-ish kind of, this half season yeah. ended with quite the whimper. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Luckily, and it comes in with it's... a shit. <laughs> it kicks off with a fart. Yeah, yes, it really does. It really well. it's, it's propelled by quite the fart. So yeah, we will be back next week yeah. with season three. Oh god, in our episode, Iggy the Fool and Gebs and Duel. All right, thank you for listening. We'll see you thank next week. Thank you. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora, Ora, Oregon at StreamPDX Mobile Podcast Studio. Thank you to the folks at StreamPDX and OpenSignal. Our music is The Freakout Experiment by Tobias Weber. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We'd love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that Joseph would leave for lying to his wife. <laughs>